2: Hey, everybody. Great to have you with us here on Listen Up. I'm going to give
3: you my picks today. We're going to talk about the Kings and the Grizz, which start uh, in about an hour. You have no Morant. You have no Desmond Bain. You have a Sacramento team that's won six in a row that opens a three-game road trip, right? You already have a huge upset in the World Cup. And, of course, we have got the 49ers who rolled over the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, I'm not right all the time. I'm not right half the time. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that. But I was right on the 49ers when I told you they were going to uh, win the division as soon as Jimmy Garoppolo got back under center. And now with Christian McCaffrey and everything else, they will win that division, all right? They are going to get on a roll, and they are going to be a very difficult team to contend with. For the month of December heading into January. That is for sure. All right. Tonight, Memphis has got all types of injuries. Sacramento is uh, looking at a Grizzlies team that is currently 10 and 7. They're coming off a loss at Brooklyn. Sacramento has elevated themselves to 9 and 6. Utah is currently leading the West at twelve and seven. The Kings then are uh, at Atlanta tomorrow. The Hawks are ten and seven, and the Hawks are coming off a loss at Cleveland. Then they are at Boston, who have finally lost, and Boston is at thirteen and four, six and one at home. Now the one thing about Memphis, they're very good at home, at six and one, but. They're dealing with some critical injuries. So we'll see how the Kings respond tonight. I will be on YouTube Live right after the game tonight. All right? Right after the game tonight, I will be on YouTube Live. I hope you had a chance to listen to my podcast today. If not, you can check it out at your leisure. My uh, Grant Nee stories, part one, what I'm thankful for. I talked a lot today about my childhood, what it was like growing up. Talked about my dad. Talked about the influence he had on me and some of the things that we shared together, some of the things that I experienced in broadcasting at a very young age. That's part one today on my podcast. If you don't like that. All right, we got a couple of NFL games coming up on Thursday, and I will give you my picks today because I will not have a show on Thanksgiving. I will not have a show. On Friday. All right. But I will have shows today and tomorrow in its complete duration. In other words, we'll go as long as you want me to. But you have Buffalo and Detroit. The Bills are nine and a half point favorites. The Cowboys are nine point favorites over the Giants. The Vikings are three point favorites. Over New England, you have Tampa at Cleveland. Tampa is minus three and a half. Cincinnati, minus and a half against Tennessee. Houston and Miami. Miami is giving Houston 13. You have the Jets. Four and a half point favorite over the Bears. Washington. Four point favorites over the Falcons. Denver, Carolina. Carolina is getting two and a half. Baltimore is giving four to Jacksonville. The Clippers, or the Clippers, the Chargers are four and a half point favorites at Arizona. Seahawks, three and a half point favorites against the Raiders. Kansas City. Look at this one, Fourteen and a half point favorite over the Rams. Niners an early 9-point favor over the Saints. Philly is giving the Packers 7, Indianapolis minus 2.5. All right, here are my picks. You ready to go? I like a lot of games this week. Maybe I have a chance to actually do something this week. Uh, maybe not. I like Baltimore giving for Jacksonville. I like the Bears getting four and a half against the Jets. I like Tennessee over Cincinnati. And I like Tampa Bay minus three and a half against Cleveland. If I were picking the games this weekend, I would take Detroit and the points. They're not going to win the game. I would take Dallas giving the points. And I love Minnesota. Minus three against New England. So there you have it, folks. You can give me your picks today. You can give me your picks tomorrow. Whatever works, right? Whatever works. All right, let me hear from you. Don't forget, YouTube Live tonight after the game. YouTube Live tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Jerry Reynolds will join me. We'll talk about tonight's game. We'll get you ready for the weekend. Hawks tomorrow. Celtics on Friday. I'll be with you on YouTube Live after all three games this week. All right? I'm getting excellent numbers on YouTube Live. The audience is growing. Uh, I've got really a lot of things that – I think we're going to make this a great winner for everyone that wants to follow the Kings, the NBA, the NFL. I really appreciate all the people that have joined me on these platforms, particularly since I started doing the post-game show on YouTube live. I'm still trying to pick out a game that we can do a watch party on that I'll put on no filter network. So I'm really close to narrowing that down And when I do, uh, I'll let you know we can do that together. All right? So I want to hear from you. You hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. I I guess, and again, I'm not a World Cup guy, but I wonder what you would compare that upset to of Saudi Arabia. I, I wonder if you would put that in the lines of, and I know, it. would you put that as Leicester City? Win the Premier League a couple of years ago? I don't know where you would put that. Well, we'll ask Mr. Uh, soccer Guru himself, Connor. Connor, great to have you on. Perfect timing. How, where would you rank that upset of Saudi Arabia?
4: Got to be towards the top for sure. I mean, it's one of the biggest upsets in World Cup history, no doubt.
3: All right. How would you compare it to Leicester City winning the Premier League a couple of years ago? Or the Champions League, whatever the hell they won.
4: Yeah, the Premier League, I'd say the Leicester City one is probably a bigger upset because you got to go through an entire season to win that. And okay. And they had a pretty good team still. I mean, Saudi Arabia, I'm pretty sure, was like the worst world-ranked team that made the World Cup, and they went out and beat Messi, so pretty crazy.
3: Leicester City winning the Premier League a couple of years ago, would you say that would be kind of like Sacramento State winning the national championship in college football? Yeah, and I'm, I'm talking, talking about, about Sac State beating Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. You know what I'm saying? Would you, would, you, would that be fair to make that type of a comparison?
4: I mean, maybe not on that level because I don't think Sac State would be able to beat, like, college football powerhouses week in and week out. Maybe they could upset, like, one team. But we're talking right. about an entire season.
3: Okay. I got you. All right. So – but Saudi Arabia, that will go down as one of the biggest upsets. Am I, am I overstating this in the history of the World Cup?
4: Yeah, you got that right. I mean, Saudi Arabia came out and said that tomorrow is going to be a holiday forever because of that win. So, I mean, it means a lot to Come on.
3: I didn't even see that. That's unbelievable. Wow.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's why I love the World Cup, because anybody can beat anybody. Just like kind of like March Madness, I mean, it's expect the unexpected. I mean, France today, they gave up a goal to Australia, and it was looking like the same thing was going to happen. But they bounced back. They ended up winning pretty comfortably.
3: Okay, all right. So, give me your prediction on the United States and England. You think United States can keep this close?
4: Yeah, I'm gonna predict it right now. The United States is gonna beat England two to one going to be the biggest win in u.s sports history
3: wow what are you basing that on
4: i mean just how much these players want it i mean they got a lot of players that play in england that are familiar with a lot of the players on england i think will help them a lot i mean england every big tournament is supposed to do big things they always seem to underwhelm so okay capitalize
3: all right sounds good buddy sounds good anything else
4: uh, yeah, I wanted to give my picks here today.
3: Okay, go right ahead.
4: Am I allowed to pick on the games on Thursday, or are we just
3: doing Yes, Sunday? absolutely. That's why I did my picks today, so everybody would have the opportunity because we have three games on Thursday. So, yeah, absolutely. Go for it.
4: Okay, I'll take the Lions on Thursday, the Ravens, the Rams, and you know my other picks.
3: Yep, and the Giants getting nine points. I think the Giants will be down by nine points or more by the end of the first quarter, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's probably not as smart. I, place, I, I, but... Connor, I don't, Connor, I don't know how they're going to line up uh, with the injuries that they suffered. I mean, we already know the Giants are very limited passing a football. Now without Robinson, who, who was real. he had his best game on Sunday, the rookie. Now he's out for the year. You really have – you're going to have to rely on Kenny Galladay, who finally actually caught two balls on Sunday. They should have stopped the game and had a parade for the guy and given him the game ball. All right, he actually did catch two balls, but you know you have Slayton, and that's it. That's all you have. You have a Cowboys team that's going to stack the line of scrimmage and take Barkley out of the game defensively. You have your best cornerback that's out four to six weeks, so you got no one to cover Lamb. You have a, a. I don't understand. I don't know how they're going to get it done. Now I think that they can do a fairly decent job against the run with Lawrence and Williams because they're so good up front, but I don't see how they're going to stop the Cowboys from passing the football. I really don't.
4: Yeah, I mean, at this point, the Giants may need me and you to suit up for the game because yeah. there's absolutely nobody up there to play.
3: No. no, and my speed is not real good, just letting you know. I'm not going to be able to cover sideline to sideline very well. You might be able to do it, but I, I'm going to have a very difficult time moving laterally uh particularly if they put me in a cover too i could be in a lot of trouble back there
4: <laughs> well let's hope that the giants can bounce back this week and let's see if the kings can get some wins on this road trip
3: see you connor thanks buddy appreciate it bye-bye okay. all right let's get to uh, some other folks and uh, we check in with left terrace. terrace good to hear from you on this tuesday how are you sir Hey, Left Harris. Hello, sir. All right, I see you there. I'm going to put you back in the audience, and then we'll get you back on as soon as uh, we can connect with you. All right, let's get to deep right here on Listen Up. What's up, deep? Hey, Grant. How are you? I'm good, sir. How are you?
5: I'm doing good. Good to hear you. I just want to let you know, uh, from the time I came to the U.S., the only thing I knew about Kings was Grant Napier.
3: <laughs> i appreciate that be, very much i yeah, appreciate that where'd I've you been, come where'd you where'd you I, come I'm from? from
5: fiji i'm from fiji bula bula <laughs> yeah i've been there in the u.s for last uh, 12 years uh, uh the only thing that's
3: uh, you know i one of the great great places i've ever been to anywhere in the world with the nicest people anywhere in the world and uh, it's great to have you on the show
5: yeah I've been your fan I've been always commenting on your uh, uh, on your uh, YouTube too under Maureen P Thank you uh, thank you Yeah and uh, uh yeah the well, only thing I knew is uh, about Kings was grain and Jerry so yeah Finaka. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah just wanted to comment on those uh, World Cup uh, I mean I've I've played soccer I've played up to national level so I just wanted to comment uh huge fan of USA uh, soccer but uh, looking at the game, they won't be able to beat uh, Wales. I mean, uh, England.
3: Yeah. And, well, uh, I mean, if if Saudi Arabia can pull off the upset that they pulled off, you never know. I mean, not that the disparity between England and the United States is like that, but um, I, I'd be surprised if the United States beats England. Personally, I, that would surprise me.
5: Well, I will compare Argentina as Lakers because they have an old LeBron James who's playing, about to retire.
3: <laughs> yeah, Messi. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
5: Yeah. So, yeah, he does not have the same power he had four years back. So it's a different no. team right now.
3: Yeah, great so, point. Uh, great point. Yeah. And uh,
5: again, like I said, I played up to national level soccer, uh, but in Fiji they don't pay you to play.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, what part of what, what part of Fiji did you grow up on? Uh, Suba, the capital side. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely.
5: I've, yeah, I was born, brought up. Uh, Spent 29 years of my life in Fiji before coming to the U.S.
3: What a beautiful country. What a yeah. spectacular country, Fiji. is. I love Fiji. I recommend, I've always told everyone that I know, go to Fiji before you die. Put it on your bucket list. Go to Fiji. Uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, so you
5: must be familiar. We don't follow NFL, but we follow rugby like crazy.
3: I know you do. I know. Yes, I do. And uh, yeah.
5: like Connor just uh, mentioned, uh, in Fiji, when they, wo- when they win World Cup or Olympics, they have public holidays.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know it's big, big time. So, hey, it's so good to uh, hear your voice. Uh, thank you very much. Vinaka. Yeah, Vinaka. All right, take care. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks. All right. Vinaka means thank you in Fijian And Bula, Bula means hello, if you are keeping score at home. All right, let's get to uh, Lefteris, see if we can reconnect with him. Go ahead, sir, Yeah, you know, You'll be on here on Listen app. for some reason. We're having a little problem with you. Just hit that microphone icon and we'll get you right on. I've had many conversations with you in the past, so I know you can do it. Hello, Lefteris. All right, maybe you are in a bad area and that is the problem. If you want to get in on the program today, hit your hand icon uh, and we will do it. All right, we've got another Connor. Connor, you're on with uh, Grant Napier. Go right ahead. Thank you for calling. Listen up.
6: Hey, how's it going, Grant? I, uh, I'm sorry, I just joined, so I don't know. I doubt what I'm about to say has been said, but I remember possibly about 10 or so seasons ago, maybe more, um, you and Jerry were doing, I think it was a pregame, and Jerry said that if the Kings win seven games in a row, he would shave his head. Um, so my question is number one: Do you remember this? And number two: If you do, do you think it's possible if the Kings win tonight we can get Jerry to shave his head?
3: I would say there's no chance to get Jerry to shave his head, considering that uh, he does not work for the Kings anymore, and that was said <laughs> over a decade ago. I do remember vaguely the conversation. I don't remember what the number of games was, but no, there's no way in the world Jerry's going to shave his head. So, um, but I'll bring it to his attention tomorrow. When I do my show on YouTube live at three o'clock Pacific, I'll try to I'll try to bring that to his attention and let him speak for himself instead of me speaking for him.
6: Yeah, that would be fantastic. And with his um, amazing memory, too, I feel like he should be able to remember that.
3: So I guarantee you, Jerry, can't even remember where he did his walk earlier today. So I guarantee <laughs> you, Jerry's not going to remember that.
6: All right well you tell him Connor from Chico California says it happened and I've watched uh, since I was a little guy so i I remember and I feel like even though it's 10 years or so later he should stick up to his end of the deal okay. on seven games that's, that's just my that, two
3: that, that all right but that's assuming the Kings win tonight that would ha- they would that's have to true. do that to get to seven yes
6: that's true yeah so I guess I'm speaking too too soon, but maybe after seven we should def- if they win tonight right. for sure we need to bring it to his attention.
3: Okay, well, I will definitely jog his memory and we'll see if uh, he does remember. And if you're around after the game tonight, join me on my YouTube live channel because I'll be going live for, you know, as long as the fans want me to do it for, okay? All
6: right, will do, Grant. Take care.
3: Connor, thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Bye-bye now. All right, let's move along right here. And why don't we get to uh, Jerry in Sacramento? Jerry, it's good to have you on the show today. How are you, sir?
7: I'm fine, sir. Grant, thanks for taking my call. Uh, the podcast this morning, Grant, uh, was awesome. You know, like I said Thank before, you. I can listen to those stories for hours, bro. Uh, you know, but one thing, Grant, that really stuck out. Uh, well, you know, actually, there's a couple, but uh, whoever thought that Grant Napier uh, would be shy?
3: Yeah, I'm always shy when I go to public gatherings where there's a lot of people that I don't know. Uh, I'm not good at... I'm I'm not a good opener. I'm a great closer. If someone comes up to me and starts talking to me. You know, I could walk out of there being their best friend, but I won't go up to that individual uh, in that setting and just start talking to them. So that's that is one aspect of my personality that I wish was better. But yeah, that, I know a lot of people would find that surprising.
7: And Grant, you said, too, that your father and your brother, uh, they can walk into a room and they would uh, have friends uh, just within 15, 20 minutes. They would have friends.
3: Wow. My my father could walk into any room with any ethnicity, religion, uh, uh, generation and literally have complete group of people around him talking to him for the duration of the event, 100%. And my brother, similarly, but my dad would, any room my dad walked into, like I used to have people, when my dad used to come out to Sacramento, I would take him into the family room before the game. And I'll never forget, you know, I walked back there after the game and everyone came up to me. I'm not kidding you. And they would go, oh my God, we love your father. Please bring him to more games. Your father's the best. Oh, we love talking to your dad. And literally, like, for from that point forward whenever my dad was not at the game and back in New York they would all go when's your dad coming out we want to see your father when that's the type of effect that he had on people it was it was a gift he had a gift that way
7: Grant, you think you could be able to do a live show in front of 17,000 people? Uh, just, I mean, uh, uh, you know, instead of just doing it over the radio, Grant, but just uh, like, you know, for instance, be at uh, the Golden One Center, doing your show in front of 17,000 people. You think you could do that?
3: Um, I could do it. Yes. Uh, I emceed the Vladi Divatz retirement ceremony where I had 17,000 people looking at me. As I was talking, and so yes, I could do it. it. It would not be the most comfortable thing in the world. Once I got going, after a couple of minutes, it would be fine. But yes, I could do wow. it. Yes, I could. But I'd rather do well, it. Grant. I'd rather do it the way I'm doing it right now. But listen, I'm really glad. First of all, I want you to know the reason why I did this this week was because of your suggestion that you gave me last week. So I want to thank you uh, because I I enjoy telling stories. I enjoy doing all of this. And again, I'm not, I don't need to be self-serving. I, I'm not, okay? I sat down to record this podcast and I didn't have, the only thing I had in front of me was the letter, the email from my father's best friend, Frank Terramina. Right. That's all I had. And I didn't even really decide what I was going to talk about. I just put the music on, now Grant Napier, read my new works plumbing spot, which again, I ad lib and I just started talking, and I have not yet done Friday's podcast. I have not recorded it, but I'll do the same thing. I will sit down, and I won't have anything written down. I'm just going to start talking. I'm more comfortable just ad-libbing and going off spontaneity than having anything written down when I talk, so I really appreciate, first of all, you suggesting that to me, and I appreciate the fact that you listened to it and enjoyed it, so thank you.
7: Well, Grant. Uh, yeah, uh, just like I told you, Grant. Um, I told you many times that you know your life you you've had a blessed life. And Grant, one more thing, sir. Uh, when you got the call from your brother on the day that your dad went to heaven. Yep. Uh, and when you did the Kings game that that night, did you mention anything about your father Burt passing or?
3: Uh, I do not. I did not mention anything about it. I I did not. Um, obviously, everyone on the team. Coaches, they all knew, but I did not say anything uh, over the air. No, I did not. That did had not. to
7: be Grant. That had to be really, really hard, Grant. I mean, wow. And and I know that you said that your father always told you, "Hey, if something ever happens to me, go on, go to work, do your job, do the best you can."
3: Wow. Well, it was the most difficult broadcast I've ever done in my life, uh, regardless of whether I was doing a high school game or a college game or a radio show or. Uh, it was the most difficult uh, three hours of work that I've ever done. And then I flew to Dallas after the game and did the Mavs game uh, the next night, which was uh, very difficult. Not as difficult because I had a full night and day to process everything and talk to family members. and uh, But that first game – learning at about 345 in the afternoon for a seven o'clock game yeah that was the hardest uh, broadcast i've ever done without question
7: grant thanks for taking my call grant uh the show you know keep up the good work okay I, I thank you Jerry. Wrong.
2: i appreciate that very much bye-bye this show is sponsored by better help stress We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, thinking of starting therapy give better help a try it's online it's easy convenient flexible and it's suited to your schedule all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist switch therapist anytime for no additional charge get it off your chest with BetterHelp. visit betterhelp.com grant today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help
0: dot com slash grant judy was boring hello then judy discovered jumbacasino.com
4: it's my little escape
0: now judy's the life of the party
4: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
0: whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's move along.
3: And uh, why don't we get to uh, Jeff? Jeff joins us here on Listen Up. Good afternoon, Jeff.
8: Hey, Grant. How are you doing today?
3: I'm good, buddy. How are you?
8: Good. I just want to talk a little Niners. I haven't heard anybody bring up the game yet.
3: Well, you can go ahead. That's what we have the show for. What do you want to talk about?
8: Well, it was an interesting game. You know, they're slow out of the gate, as usual. And they, they got going. So, it you know, it was fun to watch them clicking. And my only thing was, I don't know, they seemed to get away from the run. And they had that, like, a 14-point lead. And they kept passing it. I was just hoping they would just run Mitchell, put Mitchell in there and run him and eat the clock up, but yet they you know finally they got on they started you know running it uh, like in the fourth, but uh that's that was my only thing was that they used the clock more when they instead of yeah you I, know,
3: the, the game was over at that point. I understand yeah. what you're saying, but they, they that game was really the for, after the first drive of the third quarter. That the Niners scored on the game was over. You knew the game was over then. But I you know, I can I can see that.
8: Yeah. I, I said turn out the lights, the party's over when Kittle scored his touchdown.
3: Oh boy. Yeah, no question. Yep.
8: So yep. Don't, you, don't you do you think Jimmy G might end up in New York next year with the Jets? It's solid knows him.
3: I have no idea. I, I let's let's wait and get past this season first. Uh I I don't know. You know, time will tell, but pretty interesting what's going on there with Zach Wilson, that's for sure.
8: Oh God, I don't even, I don't, I have, I don't think he's going to start this week. Uh, Yeah. Giving him vote of confidence, then he comes out on the air and steps on himself by saying he wasn't the problem, and didn't take ownership of his play. That was weak. I mean, I I don't know that he's not even a humble guy. So, anyways, I wanted to get back to your. your rant about kerr i mean i've heard about sitting you you know maybe you're number one star maybe maybe a one and and maybe your number four guy but the whole lineup all four stars that's just pathetic i mean just throw just throw a game and get trounced i mean that's that's just pathetic red
3: yep I'm with you. It is pathetic, and Steve Kerr should be ashamed of himself. As I said on my rant today, it's an Thank embarrassment, and the league, the league, need, the league needs to come out and condemn that and speak out against that. It's just pathetic for the league. Pathetic. What,
8: was that ever done when Stern was there? Did they do that stuff? Yeah,
3: Stern didn't. They, they, they didn't have. They didn't have this type of a problem when Stern was there. It wasn't fashionable nearly as it is today. So it was a different dynamic altogether.
8: Right. I sent you. Uh... The thing on John Stockton and LeBron James, the comparisons were uh, how uh, John Stockton played all the years in a row. He hardly missed a game, and he made the playoffs like every year. And it was just interesting. I know it's different eras, and you don't like comparing stats and all that. But just it was just interesting. Like you were saying the other day with Malone, and I think you were saying it on the the YouTube. You know, some of these guys that if you they, if they was to go sit, they would. They would knock the GM out or something. Yep. With Michael Jordan. Or yep. Kobe Bryant or any of these guys. It, you know, it's just pathetic nowadays. But, uh, any anyway, last thing, Darren Fox, I guess, uh, player of the week? conference Western Yep. Conference.
3: He and Tyrese Halliburton in their respective conferences, and they play next week in Sacramento, which will be a fun game.
8: Holy smokes. I didn't know about Tyrese. Yep. How ironic, yep. How ironic is that?
3: Huh? Yep. Pretty amazing.
8: All Thanks, right. buddy. Have a nice Thanksgiving, and uh, I'll listen to you after the, sh- after the game tonight.
3: Sounds great. Appreciate you. Thank you very <laughs> much. Have a, a right. great Thanksgiving yourself. Good stuff right there. Good stuff. All right, I'm going to read. This is really I'm, – I'm doing this for Ryan in Sacktown. I want to thank Al for sending me a story that was published on January 21st 2001, in the New York Post. Now, I had read this story, but it's been over 20 years ago. So Al obviously did some research on my father, and the headline of the story in the New York Post says, Devotion serves him well in the land of the Giants fans. Burt Napier of Bayside, Queens, is such a rabid Giants fan. He chose a college so he could play football for a big blue legend, Napier is the first of five finalists in the Post biggest Giants fan contest. There will be a fabulous grand prize for the winner and prizes for the runners-up to be announced at a special viewing party on Super Bowl Sunday at Gallagher's Steakhouse in Midtown. Hundreds of people sent the Post descriptions in 50 words or less of why they or their candidate is the Giants' number one fan. Napier, now 74, played offensive and defensive tackle at Union College in upstate Schenectady from 1946 to 1950. Quote, I went there because Mel Hine was the coach, Napier said, of the Hall of Fame center linebacker and captain who led the Giants to league championships in 1934 and 1938. Quote, I had never heard of that college before Mel Hine. He was a god on the football field. So I just wanted to learn from him, said the Queens insurance broker and Giants season ticket holder. Quote, I idolized Mel Hein. He was my hero. Napier, a World War II veteran who has attended more than 300 Giants games, recalled his first meeting with Hein on campus. Quote, it was the third day of school in September 1946. And I walked up to him and I said, I wanted to play on the team. He asked me if I played football in high school. And I said, no, we didn't have a team, said Napier, whose two sons, Stuart and Grant, the TV voice of the Sacramento Kings NBA team, are also bonkers for Big Blue. Hine told me to wait until the next year because the team was already set. He asked me what position I played. And I said, Lyman. He asked me how much I weighed. And I said I was 208 pounds. Then he said, go down and get yourself a uniform. Three weeks later, I was a starter, said the six foot four Napier. After college, the Baltimore Colts showed some interest, but didn't draft him, he added. By the way, my dad's last year of college, he suffered a knee injury, and that's what prevented him from really being looked at by the Colts. Story goes on. Napier recalled being in the polo grounds when the Giants mauled the Chicago Bears 47 to 7. For the 1956 nfl championship quote it was such a tremendous game napier said the giants defense with andy robestelli and sam ruff was all over the field hitting everybody then the story goes on and on but i i just wanted ryan to be able to hear that all right actually ryan's with us right now so ryan now you understand the impact of me not being able to answer who wore number seven on the New York Giants. Like, that was a traumatizing experience for me. And now you kind of have a more in-depth understanding of why that is.
9: Yeah, you put that in perspective. Absolutely. That is a great find by Al, right? It was Al?
3: Yes, Al. Yep.
9: Yeah. What a great find. Had you heard that or read that before, Grant?
3: Yes, I had read that. I knew that was in the post. I read that back uh, when it was published in 2001, my dad. Uh, alerted me to that, and uh, yes, I did read that back in 2001.
9: What a great story. That That is awesome. He just walked up to Milheim. Hey, Milheim yep. said, go get a jersey, kid.
3: Yep, he's 6'4", you're over 200 pounds, you want to play lineman, go get a uniform, and three weeks later, he was starting. <laughs>
9: that is great. That is great. Well, good job to Alan. Thank you for reading that. I, I want to echo, I think it was Jerry that said the podcast, although I've heard some of those stories, just rehearing them, it sounds, seems like there's also, or there's always something new that you throw in there. Like when you were talking about the play-by-play in uh, eighth grade, Schaefer's yep. beer, my friend. You got, you got any more Schaefer's ads in you?
3: I yeah, you know, I still- was. It- I did. I can do it right now. You know, there's just, you know, there's one beer that's a cut above the other. And that beer is Schaefer. Schaefer is the one beer to have when you're having more than one. And brother, that's the beer you've got coming. So yeah, I mean, I got all the edge, you know. And listen, one of the companies they did the commercial for, Eastern Airlines, went out of business. And Eastern Airlines, the second largest passenger carrier in the free world. So they went from the second largest passenger carrier to out of business with so many other airlines and then by Ford, when America needs a better idea, Ford puts it on wheels. So, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I got them all down, you know?
9: That is great. Hey, uh, one last question. I don't remember if you mentioned it in the podcast, but when you had that five minutes with Marv Albert, do you remember anything that you guys talked about?
3: No, I really don't. It was just uh, I was starstruck. I was in awe. And... Um, yeah, actually, I do. Uh, he said, practice as much as you can, do as much as you can uh, by going to games. And he said uh, he did. I do remember him saying, practice, practice, practice. And that's the one thing that did stand out to me about that. So I do remember a little bit of that. Yes.
9: Very cool. Well, I bet your uh, dad is, or Melheim's got your dad hitting the backs upstairs right now.
8: Yeah. So, uh,
9: very yeah. cool. Thank you for sharing and uh, looking forward to the post
4: game.
3: Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Good stuff right there. All right. Let's move along and uh, get to some more phone calls right here with Trent. Hello, Trent.
1: Hey, good afternoon, Grant. Um, I listened to your episode this morning, and it was your memories about your dad and meeting Marv Albert and all that stuff. And it was just great. So, had a really good time. And I think Thank the you. thing that – thing really captivated me was how your junior high school would 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 want you to get up on stage and do play-by-play stuff that's
3: unbelievable yep yep whenever there was an assembly a school assembly and if it ran uh early we were not allowed to leave the assembly until the bell rang and between you know the end of an event and the bell ringing they would have me go up on stage and do a mock knicks or rangers game yep absolutely
1: I find myself doing uh, ads for different sort of things. It's like, oh, this call brought to you by Farmer John. Westernmost there you in go. most Easternmost in flavor. And anyway, so, and, and then the thing I also wanted to add was uh, I watched an old Kings game uh, that was probably from, uh, it could have been early or late 1990 or something like that. It may have been. The, uh, it could have been like the first game that Jerry Reynolds actually coached. And it was actually, uh, it could have been very, uh, close to when Bill Russell was let go and the, uh, the Boston Celtics were in town and actually there's a, the game is on YouTube and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's brought, it was telecasted by the, uh, by the uh, Boston Celtics outlet from, uh from Boston and they were, and they were feeding it back to Boston, you know, really late at night. And Bob Cousy was on the uh, color commentator. Right. Person. Yep. And, and I think it was probably the first game that Danny Ainge played for the Kings uh, when he was traded. Right. I guess yep. Ed Pigney were on the, uh, we're on the Celtics. So that whole thing about Steve Kerr seeding the, uh, the Golden State Warriors in, in New Orleans, when, it, when they only appear in New Orleans once a year, I mean,
3: Twice a year, but he, he, he benched them three weeks ago, too. He, they, they were in New Orleans twice in the last three weeks, and in both games in New Orleans, he benched, the, he benched Curry, Thompson, Green, and then last night he added Wiggins to the mix. He benched his starters twice in less than three weeks in New Orleans for their only two visits of the year there.
1: And and just just how crazy the fans in Sacramento went for when the sect when the uh, Boston Celtics were in town, uh, it was just unfathomable to sit those starting folks down. Uh, it's all, it's it,
3: embarrassing. It's a disgrace.
1: It's a total total sham and disgrace, like what you just said. So, anyway, I'm uh I'm really appreciative that this podcast is on, and I really appreciate you Grant. Thank you. For doing what you do, um, I'm thankful. For all the folks in this audience and for Ryan and Sacktown and meeting Jerry Reynolds and yourself, Grant, it was just great over at uh, Bennett's. Uh, Thank anyway, you, Trent. I'm just uh, I'm just thrilled. So anyway, this section of this call brought to you by such and such, Netflix.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Trent. Have a good one. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: For something from the past in a movie, thanks. Watch Netflix. All right. Thanks, uh, Thanks, guys. Take care.
3: All right. Let's move to Dorian right here. Uh, Listen up. Hey, Dorian. How are you today? Hey, Grant. It's a beautiful day in
10: Sacramento, man. I'm also uh, really grateful for the audience and really grateful for you. I think uh, I really wanted to call in today and just acknowledge uh, Deep, our brother from Fiji. I mean, I think uh, the impact that you've made for us younger Kings fans um, really goes worldwide, Grant. And uh, again, just like Deep, just like everybody else in the audience, we're super grateful for you. Whatever you. you can do, whatever we can do to support you and your hustle and your podcast, and just getting your voice out there, you, you, you. I mean, for me as a young man, I know I've told, told you this before, but you're the, you and Jerry, and thanks to my godfather who, who made me a Kings fan, I mean, my Kings memories are because of you and Jerry and my godfather. And I just wanted to acknowledge uh, deep and appreciate and just make sure, give you your flowers, Grant, because you have a really amazing impact worldwide and we, we, we're really thankful for you.
3: Thank you. I really appreciate that, Dorian, and happy Thanksgiving to you. I really appreciate you.
10: Of course. Before I leave, Grant, uh, the USA England game. I know Connor D uh, has USA. Yep. winning. I think England is going to take it. Um, Pulisic just has to have an amazing game. Um, I think, yeah, England is going to top that group. I, I really just see USA not coming in and winning. I think they'll compete, but I don't think I don't think they'll take the W. Uh, I think England is going to take that game.
3: All right. Thanks, Dorian. You take care. I appreciate your call. Thank you. All right. You want to get in on the show? It's easy to do. And uh, we are going to get to Jerry. Okay, Jerry. How are you, buddy?
11: Well, I received some news that uh, John Morant is starting tonight after he looked like he got shot by a sniper against OKC. Uh, So I don't know if he was really milking that injury or what the heck's going on because I thought this guy was going to be out for two weeks to a month. Uh, but he, okay. he started tonight, so it's going to be a big, tough one against the... Uh, well, that's, news. The that, that's news to me.
3: That's news to me because when I woke up this morning, I looked at the injury report and they said he was out. So that's news to me.
11: Yeah, no, I just got the text from Bleacher Report. And plus, uh, he was actually upgrade, uh, uh, upgraded the questionable uh, earlier today. And now, uh, according to Bleacher Report, he's starting uh, starting in about wow. uh, 20 minutes. So, uh, well, it looks like we're going to get a little bit of a toughie tonight, but... Uh still no Bain. Um I'm not sure about Jaron Jackson, but I think he should well, be Well Bane Bane
3: killed Bain killed the Kings uh a couple of weeks ago in Sacramento. I mean he absolutely uh destroyed uh the Kings. So Jerry, the last time I talked to you was on the postgame show after the Nets. Still no dates, Jerry? You still you're still going dark all uh, all winter? You're still gonna go no no girls until after the football and basketball
11: season, Jerry. Why go on dates when we're on a nice little win streak right now? I'm actually not even going to the gym right now. I'm skipping the gym so I can watch this darn uh, 5 o'clock game. And tomorrow, no. I know we have that back-to-back, so I might have to skip another day. It's another early 4.30. So, I mean, I'm, I'm dedicated. You know, I'm dedicated. No. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's happening. You know? Uh, this is a, I'm here, here's the start. Here's the start of a true test tonight, though. I mean, in reality, we got the true test this week. Uh, I mean, if we're beating the Grizzlies with John Moran, I don't care if he, you know, coming back from an ankle injury, that, that, that's pretty big stuff. So I'm hoping for a nice competitive night after, uh, you know, actually, the, the one other night they probably the only probably non-competitive game, I would say, was against the Grizzlies when we lost to him by 15. So if we can come back against them tonight, the way we've been playing, that, that's always a good sign to see.
3: Well, I'm really impressed, Jerry. Uh, I'm, I'm impressed with your dedication, man. I really am like I'm just like blown away no gym no girls i mean gee jerry you 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 you're, you're a, you know they like my like the new york post did a story on my father being one of the top giants fans they got to go call you or the the sacramento has got to do a story on you man you know so yeah 7 minutes ago you're right all the news that morant will start that's unbelievable to me that he's starting considering that again last night and this morning he was listed as out. He went from being out to doubtful to questionable to starting. That's pretty amazing.
11: Yeah, I, I still don't get it. Like I said, I watched the highlights of him against OKC and how it was out. It was the same ankle, too. He hurt. And yes, he it couldn't was. walk it was. on. He couldn't even walk on it. And then apparently, like 30 minutes to an hour, apparently, Jaron Jackson was saying, you know, he was walking in the locker room on it. And I was like, all right, well, he's going to be out on a minimum of two weeks. They're going to precaution him. It's the same ankle. Uh, he's obviously their franchise superstar, so why take the risk? And uh, now, you know, I found out he's starting. So, I mean, yeah. here's the other thing. This guy's playing, and Steve Kerr is resting his damn players who are I healthy. Know. Here comes John Morant with a bum-ass ankle starting yep. today. You know, that's the thing. I it's don't a joke. get it.
3: It's crazy. It's a joke. And I'll tell you, you want to talk about what that means to his teammates, you know, that that that's incredible. So, absolutely. Hey, listen, I, I, I'm sure you're aware of this. Maybe you're not. Uh, because you join me on listen app after the next game but I'm going to be on YouTube live after every game this week after the game so if you get a chance you know since you're not doing anything else in your life no girls no gym you know after the game you can go to YouTube and you can
11: check it out all right oh i'll I'll be on there all right but uh, I'm going to go cook a little something get ready for this game and you know I'm I'm okay. getting pumped it's going to be a nice little matchup all right buddy you take care all right have a good one
12: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com.
12: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
4: Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right.
3: Ryan put out on social media what's the biggest upset in U.S. sports history? It's not even close. It's the United States in 1980 beating the Russians in uh, the Olympics to advance to the gold medal game where they beat Sweden. That Friday night game in Lake Placid in February of 1980 is the biggest upset in U.S. sports history, and really there's not a close second, in my opinion. All right, let's move along to Al. Al, thank you so much for sending me that story from the New York Post. How are you doing? I'm good, Nate. I don't know how the heck
12: I – I just started looking around for Bert Nature stories. I'm not a stalker or anything, I hope you know. But I found that wonderful <laughs> yeah. story. And yep. you know, it's just was it made me, you know, listening to your I listened to your podcast this morning. It's dark. I took my dog. We go for a walk every morning for a couple of miles, got the headphones on, listen to your podcast. And you know, the range of emotions for me is I've heard some of the stories, but like Brian said, some of them were new. And I just was everything. It was at some point I, I was smiling with at some point it was sad. And then there were times I would just laugh out loud. I just was having those emotions, just hearing your, your story. So I'm like, Jerry, I love your stories and the way you, you, you're so, you're the way you articulate it which, with details and, and, and um, your memory is just phenomenal. So I really, thank you. Your dad was just a, Visiting that domestic abuse a victim who was in prison and he made it a point to yep. look I've got to go. He, he, your dad just was there for the for the community. He was a community leader and yep. a common man. And, and let me ask you, I think you said when he was in the Navy, he was on he was in combat, I think all his His crew members or his fellow crew members, he was the only one that made it back.
3: I believe you said Uh, that. Everybody everybody in his unit perished in uh, Okinawa. Mm. Uh, My dad was the only one in his unit that did not get off the ship. They made my dad a signal man. And so my Mm. dad stayed on the ship as a signal man. And all of of his people in his unit uh, never got back on the ship in Okinawa. Yep. Yep. Mm. And my dad, my dad was anti-war and my Mm. dad was whenever there was a war protest, you would see my dad in his suit, Mm -hmm. you know, in my, my dad, you know, I always talk about actions speak louder than words. You know, I really learned that Mm -hmm. from my dad because my dad not only talked about what he believed in, but he backed it up by practicing what he believed in. And like my dad against domestic violence. Well, my dad didn't say, you know, domestic violence is wrong. No, my dad became the head of men against domestic violence in Long Island. And as a matter of fact, every time he used to come out to Sacramento or whenever he was out in public, he had a purple and white button that he put on the lapel of his jacket or his shirt. And it was men against domestic violence. And he, he wore it, he practiced it. And just like everything else, my dad was against the war. He was in war protests. My dad, you know, not only said he was against domestic violence, my dad went out and became the head of men against domestic violence on Long Island. So I always learned, you know what? You can say whatever you want, but if you don't back it up with actions, then your words really are meaningless. There are so many people in today's society, all they do is they bitch and they moan and they complain, most of it yep. on social media. And, but, but what do they do about it? They don't, most people don't do anything. Do you, so like when you no, die, man. when I die, when we pass, what are people going to say about us upon our right. passing? My dad made a difference in this world. My dad yep. left the world a better place than when mm-hmm. he came into it. You know, my dad affected so many people's lives in a positive way that when he passed, it was a true celebration of his life because he clearly and truly made other people's lives better and made the community that he lived in better. And there aren't enough people that can say that.
12: God bless. Amen. That is so well spoken. I see so many people like, you know, we've got a family friend. She's always on her, our Facebook posting about, you know, the dogs trying to eat, to eat dog meat over there. And, I'm like, but you're sitting there in your living room with your glass of wine. What are you doing if I mean I you know I you know, yep. just rubbed it the wrong way, but no, God bless your dad. He 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 didn't just walk talk to talk, he walked to walk. And it was a great podcast. I'm like, Jerry, I love your stories. I can't wait for part two. I had to laugh out loud that with your story about you had to do the the funeral report, or the obituary report with the yep. flower. Commercial first. Clot's yes, Flowers,
3: uh, Flowers <laughs> yeah. on East Wooster Street. I had to do that a couple of days a week. Part of my job as the morning DJ at WKIQ 93.7 yeah. radio in Bowling Green, Ohio. It's now time for the funeral report, and it's brought to you by Clot's Flowers, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's Clot's Flowers on East Wooster Street. Yep. Oh, my God. And then you go, and these are, these are the people that died uh yesterday
12: yep. this past week. Yep. yep. <laughs> Yep. I, I'm sorry for laughing, but it just comes off. I know, kind of I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I got to ask you real quick, and I'll let you go. It's just, it's just, it's just oh, man, thank you. I'm glad you were able to enjoy that article. Did the faculty kind of cringe a little bit when they got up there in front of the, the whole middle school, and you're doing a commercial for Schaefer Beard? Did anybody in the you know, faculty no, or the Not, not, the cringe no, or
3: not back up? No, not back then. Uh, I wouldn't have been able to do something like that now, but back then, nope not no teachers no anything it was pure entertainment i was uh, uh imitating marv albert who you know did those type of live reads and everything else so nope no issues at all
12: all right my friend well you do uh, keep up the great work and wonderful memories and i'm looking forward to tomorrow for friday for
3: part 2 thank you you take care appreciate that bye bye and who knows you know what if i'm doing that podcast on friday and i look down at the clock and i'm you know, already 45, 50 minutes in, and I have, gosh, you know, a whole bunch of more stuff that I want to talk about. Maybe, maybe I'll do a part three and a part four. I don't know. We'll see. Again, I just, I just wing these things when I talk. I've always been better at just, just talking, not looking at a piece of paper, not looking at notes, and I've, I've always enjoyed doing my shows that way. All right, let's see if we can get Lefteris on one more time uh, before we wrap up this show. Lefteris, can you hear me? Lefteris Terrace, we're going for a hat trick today. Lefteris, Terrace, are you there, sir? Lefteris, Terrace, I don't know what's wrong with your phone. I think you need to call Al because Al was having the same problem as you were having a couple of months ago where I would go to him and he couldn't get on and he figured it out. So, Lefteris, thank you for your efforts. I do appreciate that. All right, so tonight, in a couple of hours, right after the Kings and the Grizzlies – I'll be on YouTube Live, all right? So figure it about 7.15, about 7.15, I'll be on YouTube Live. Really appreciate everyone. Thank you very much. And for those that won't be with me tonight or tomorrow, happy Thanksgiving. Hope you have a blessed day. So long, everybody.